Okay, so what I want to talk about is a bit of a follow-up to uh, my discussion with Derek Hill in Season 2, Episode 9 of Fire Away. This is something that never fails to amaze me, that I watch people that will spend months and months negotiating the sale or the purchase of a business. It might be a dental practice or otherwise, but they will completely ignore the issues that relate to the employees that are already there. So they will spend time, of course, they'll talk about the price, they'll talk about the timing, they'll talk about what happens to the principal. If it's a dental practice, is the selling dentist going to be retiring? Is there going to be a transition period? Are they able to go and compete somewhere else? Is there going to be a restrictive covenant, a non-solicitation clause? They will negotiate all of these terms, but completely ignore the fact that there are Again, I'll use a dental practice setting. There are associates in place, there are hygienists, there are office staff, and they will ignore those issues. And it amazes me how often I get a call either after the deal's already closed or within days of the deal closing to say, oh, we never really looked at the employment law issues, but is there anything we should be aware of? Um, and of course, by then, it's way too late. The reality is I've seen situations where people were either selling a business, maybe the business they spent their entire career, most of their lives building up, they're finally ready to retire, they're gonna sell it. In their minds, they're gonna earn enough of a profit to retire and enjoy their retirement. And all of a sudden they find out, perhaps a week before closing, that the buyer doesn't intend to keep any of the staff. Now they, the, the vendor, the seller, they're on the hook for severance. And I've seen cases where it has cost the person hundreds of thousands of dollars. This actually happened to a client I was working with about a year ago. And, and fortunately in that case, they came to us that we weren't involved in negotiating the deal, unfortunately. Fortunately, they came to us before the deal was actually finalized. And we took a look at it and we explained to them that if the buyer in that case didn't keep staff, they were gonna lose about 50% of their profit. Uh, so in that case, we helped them to renegotiate the deal. I've also seen situations where someone has bought a practice and realized that it was completely overstaffed. And some of the staff were loyal to the old owner, but were not going to do anything to help the new owner. But when they realized that they wanted to get rid of them, they came to us and we explained what the severance costs would be. And they realized that all of a sudden they were going to be in the red for probably the first two years of owning the practice. So all of these things could have been avoided if they had worked with either Redner Law or any employment law firm that understands how these issues work and been proactive about it. When we act for either a buyer or a seller, we make sure the agreement of purchase and sale includes a clear plan. What's going to happen with the employees? Who's going to be on the hook for severance? That's something that's got to be negotiated between the buyer and the seller. And as I talked about with Eric Hill in season two, episode nine, often there's a window of time, perhaps three months, during which the buyer can assess the staff and decide who they might not want to keep. And the seller will be on the hook for part of the severance costs. I've seen sliding scales where after three months, but up to six months, perhaps the seller is on the hook for less of a percentage. And then after a certain time, of course, the buyer now has a staff and they can do what they want, but they're going to pay the cost of doing that. Uh, it's also important to understand the difference between the type of sale. If you're buying, if it's a share purchase, you're essentially buying the company. The employer remains the same nothing changes, which means if you're the buyer, you're on the hook for everyone's length of service and everyone's seniority and severance, unless you negotiate otherwise. Even if, even if it's an asset purchase, you're generally going to be on the hook for most of the severance, unless you negotiate it. The worst thing you can do as a buyer, and unfortunately I see it happen all the time, 
the worst thing you can do is allow the staff to leave on a Friday afternoon having worked for one owner. Come back on Monday and you're now the owner. There's no new contract. And all of a sudden they're your employees with verbal agreements because you haven't put anything in writing. And those verbal agreements are there primarily for the benefit of the employees. And you've now assumed a whole bunch of liabilities that you had no control over. So there should be two sets of negotiations when you're buying a, a, a business, whether it's, it's a dental practice or anything else. Negotiation between the buyer and seller and between the buyer and the employees. And that's where we come in. We help our clients to negotiate the terms in the agreement of purchase and sale that will protect them. That's either for the buyer or the seller. And then if we're working with the buyer, we will help them to negotiate new contracts with all the employees that will limit as much as possible the new owner's obligations. So that's what we'll do. And if we're working with a seller, again, we'll make sure that if the buyer is not going to keep the staff, they understand what their obligations might be and they budget for it. Because again, selling a business for $2 million might sound great, but if you've got $700,000 in severance costs coming your way, you're not coming out nearly as far as ahead as, as you thought you were. So one thing I've said this to people again, I'm always amazed how people will buy a business, sell a business and not think about these issues. And I always remind them, this is your business. This is your livelihood. This might be your retirement. You can't leave these things to chance. People often say that people are your greatest resource in a business, which is often true. But as, as an employment lawyer, what I often say is they're usually your greatest costs and your greatest potential source of liability. So be proactive work with a lawyer, an employment lawyer who understands these issues, make sure that you're protected. And frankly, that's exactly what we do. And we can make sure that you don't find yourself with unexpected costs, liabilities, or staff that you can't get rid of. So please, if you're buying or selling a business, make sure you think about all of the issues, including the employee issues that will arise. That's all for today.